listening to the Friday Five here on the Agent Survival Guide podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Rupel, and this week we are talking about a subject that a lot of us struggle with, but we don't always like talking about it. Confidence. Did I just make this weird? I had a feeling that might happen, but stick with me. I think the awkwardness and weirdness around confidence comes from the fact that we attach quite a lot to our confidence that probably shouldn't be coming along for the ride. We'll also talk about some mindsets and strategies that we can practice instead. Number one on our list, develop the skills you've got and challenge yourself to learn new skills you probably have a good idea of what you excel at. If not, make a list of things for an added confidence boost. Then ask yourself, how can I further improve on those skills? What new skills would be beneficial to my clients? For example, if you're a natural at quickly connecting with your clients, but you're not sending out a regular newsletter, maybe it's time to give that a try. If you've been getting a lot of questions about a product or a carrier that's not in your portfolio, it's probably time to do some research and either branch out into that product or get certified with that carrier. The research phase can be as formal as taking a continuing education credit class on the subject or as informal as researching the topic online. Staying up to date with your market and the industry is knowledge that can be passed along to your clients. Whether it's in the form of conversation, a newsletter, an educational presentation, or, as I mentioned, learning about and then taking on a new product line. Following along with our podcast is another way to stay current and informed. We report on many facets of the industry, like pending regulation and compliance changes to other areas of interest, like how to run your business or episodes like this one on building confidence in your abilities as an agent. The more you interact with industry-related material, the more you learn and become familiar with terminology, definitions, and important issues. They say knowledge is power for a reason. When you've got the proper foundation of knowledge, you can speak with authority on that subject. Number two, learn to be okay with failure. Not everything in life is going to be a success on the first try, especially if you're trying to do something that you've never done before. It's going to take time to get it right and there might be varying degrees of course correction along the way. Think about your sales pitch and how it's evolved over the course of your career as an agent, and this is true for beginners and well-seasoned experts. Is that pitch the same one that you used on your very first sales call? You've likely made adjustments and tweaks as you've learned what works and what doesn't and you've implemented or cut out other aspects as compliance requirements have changed. Contrary to popular belief, failure is an option. It's not the end of a process. 
think of it more as a bend in the road. The road continues. It may or may not be paved, and the direction might be a small shift or a drastic turn. But the road still continues. Number three, surround yourself with positivity, from positive people to positive thinking. Positive people will cheer you on, lift you up, celebrate your successes, and help you navigate your failures. Negative people can rob you of those things and more if you let them. Sometimes you can cut those people out of your life. If you can't, though, don't take their negativity to heart. Realize where it's coming from. And as the parent to an almost tween daughter, we have had many conversations on bullying and just mean behavior. Negative behavior and comments say quite a lot about the person they're coming from. Learn to see past the digs for meaningful feedback, and if there is none, discard it all. Your mental health is more important than letting a bully live in your head rent-free. And yes, bullies come in all ages. Positive thinking can sometimes be mistaken for toxic positivity, so I want to make sure that we draw the line between the two here. Tina went into more detail on toxic positivity in a previous episode of our show, and we will be linking to that in the notes. Positive thinking doesn't mean that you stuff all the bad things that happen to you down into a box, close it, and file it away for another day. That's actually not a great thing to do at all. You do own what has happened to you, though, and you're allowed to feel a certain way about it. But just because you feel it doesn't mean that it's true. And that's where banishing negative thinking gets tricky, because sometimes We can convince ourselves of a whole lot of things, but they're not always true, and they're not always positive. Sometimes we like to rewrite the story a little bit in our brain to make ourselves look a little better. We try to justify our cause, and sometimes we take a scenario and we play it out in our minds, vilifying someone else for something that hasn't even happened. Confidence is very rooted in thought. And if you've got negative thoughts and ways of thinking swirling around in your brain, you might very well have some confidence-robbing thoughts swirling around in there as well. The good thing is, we are 100% in control of our own thoughts. When I realize my thoughts are going that way, I will say out loud, that's not true. I will also question why I'm thinking that way, and that will send me on a different thought path. Or I will roll my eyes and say, there's that thought again. Instead of treating negative thoughts like they belong in your head or that there's something that you're doing wrong, treat them as an alien invader that does not belong. This does two things. First, you call out the thought for being a thing that is independent of who you are. It's just a thought, not a flaw in your character. And then second, you recognize that it's a thing to be plucked from your mind and discarded. Because it's not worthy of your thought or rumination, and it certainly doesn't need to be running on repeat inside of your brain. Save the good stuff for that loop. Number four, set goals. 
Goal setting is a great way to train your brain in creating solutions. Uncertainty is not one of my friends, but I am working on a more amicable relationship. I like making plans because the idea of following a path of carefully laid out steps gives me a feeling of control. It gives me a sense of purpose. And then when I finish one step, I know where my energy should focus next. The sneaky thing about goal setting is that it develops solution-oriented thinking. We set a goal, we assess our current situation, and map out steps along the way to get our desired result. And we've mentioned before here on the podcast that it is important to set SMART goals. That's a set of criteria for goals, making sure they're specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. We will have that episode in the notes as well. But basically, you want to really think through the process when you are setting a goal. Goals and the steps to achieve them vary. Some might be broken down into smaller goals with a lot of steps, or there might only be a few steps to reach a goal. The important thing is going through that thought process because we have to continually be mindful of the big picture as we develop those smaller steps. The other beneficial part of goal setting is taking pride in completing each step of the process, crossing off task after task until eventually the goal is complete. And then we can set a more challenging goal or move on to something new. Number five, I was initially hesitant to put this on the list because I think it gets mistaken quite a bit. And it's the familiar homage, fake it until you make it. First, let me be clear about what I am not saying. This is not permission to lie, steal, cheat, or any of those things that people often attribute to this rule when convicted of wrongdoing. What it really means, and in the sense of what I'm suggesting, is that sometimes You have to fake that you have all the confidence in the world when really you might be anxious, you might be unsure of yourself, you might wonder if you're doing it correctly, you might think someone else can do it better than you. All of those fears and worries and thoughts that tend to creep into our heads and tell us that we can't, we'll fail, and we're not blank enough, it's all about having all of those feelings and recognizing them for that. They're just feelings. You can do it anyway. I spent a lot of my high school career auditioning for a variety of choirs and musicals, and I can honestly say that I got nervous every single time. There was not a time that I went into it and that I wasn't nervous, but I did it anyway. Fake it until you make it is about projecting the confidence you want to have as the confidence you actually do have. It's got nothing to do with pretending to know things or outright lying. It's about overcoming all of that negativity and self-doubt because even deeper down, you know you can do it. And when you combine all of these tactics together, it's some pretty powerful stuff. Instead of wanting to grow your business, it leads to starting the research and mapping out the steps to do it. Rather than apologizing for the 18th time that you don't have that regional carrier, 
It's going out and getting certified to market and sell their plans. It's the difference between thinking you can and going out and doing it. And I will let you in on a secret. We know you can do it. If you're not sure how to get started or you want to talk about how to map out the steps to where you want to go, reach out to our sales team. That's what they're here for. We've got so many resources here at Ritter to help provide the foundation of knowledge, and we do that because we want to give you confidence in your knowledge of the industry. We want to help you succeed. So check out the notes for the resources we mentioned and head into this weekend with the confidence that you can do it. Stay healthy and stay safe out there, and we will see you next week. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing, an integrity company. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rupel, script editing by Tina Lamaru, podcast design by Urban Rivera, artwork by Vivian Zhao. Follow along with us wherever you like to listen.